Welcome to Film Strip, presented by Continuous Play. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Leprechaun, starring Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, Ken Olent, Mark Holton, and Robert Gorman. Written and directed by Mark Jones, released in January of 1993 on a budget of $900,000 went on to gross over $8.5 million in its domestic run, by far the most profitable of the Leprechaun series. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, Brian, why are we talking about Leprechaun? Well, with St. Paddy's Day right around the corner, what better to represent the luck of the Irish than the one and only a Leprechaun? So we thought, you know, we had a good time with My Bloody Valentine for Valentine's Day. Why not have a good time with a little leprechaun for St. Patty's Day? Now, Jay, you said this movie was made on a budget of $900,000 in 1993. $900,000. Yeah, right. Now, a low-budget film in 1993 would cost about $15 million. So this is a super low-budget film. This is a no-budget film. This is a, let's see if we can cash grab on the horror-loving public. you got to remember where horror films were at this point in the 90s, okay? We had just come out of the every year we get a sequel from Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Every few years, Halloween would come out with a, a sequel. We had run the slasher genre in the ground, so there were no more good slasher stories. They were all complete ripoffs at this point. It was all about monsters and creatures. You know, they had recycled Gremlins and done Gremlins 2 at the late 80s. And it was all about this kind of stuff. And this really is not a true straight-up horror film. This is kind of a horror sci-fi comedy. It's really built on the, the, the comedy, and we'll use that term loosely for a minute here, Brian, the comedy of the situation here. What if a bunch of teenagers ran upon a leprechaun who was trying <laughs> to kill them for his potty gold and which is in a bag. Another thing we'll have to talk about in a minute. But you know, how can we do that? And I'm I am wondering what they spent the nine hundred grand on. It wasn't salary for anybody, because we said Jennifer Aniston's in this. This was way before, you know, friends and or just right before friends, all that stuff. Matter of fact, the only reason her name is on it prominently is because she is a star. Otherwise it would just be Warwick Davis and the leprechaun. And so, so that's where this was coming from as far as the, the horror genre was. This is before Scream and all that other stuff. The The genre was dead. So this was the kind of thing you got. And it nowadays, this would be something like the Sci-Fi Channel would put out, you know. But uh, back in those days, I mean, this was a quick way to do this. Because, look, I mean, they spent 900 grand, man, and they got, what, they got eight, uh, eight and a half mil back out of that. Yeah. You know they didn't spend any extra money on promotion. So, I mean, they made the money on it. They did, and, and uh, you know, the bulk of that had to go to the special effects, I guess you would say, that they did, because it does not cheap to make a the shiny green crap happen. That's about it. The shiny green crap. That may be the best review of this film we could get. <laughs> um, Warwick Davis, for those that don't know him, he's a little person, best known for his work in movies like Willow, and he was also in Return of the Jedi. He's your favorite Ewok. So that, I mean, he sort of made a career out of doing these kind of things and, you know, whatever. He's he's in it for better or for worse. <laughs> That's who Warwick Davis is. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, everything was tired at this point. So, I mean, they didn't spend it on sets. There's like two in the whole movie. <laughs> there's the old house and then there's the town. Um, which yeah. consists of three back lot buildings and a somewhat used diner. Right. <laughs> that was a, it looked like it was an extra 
part of the Pulp Fiction set that didn't get used or something. So, But anyway, Brian, I think we should start this thing with a plot summary. So, a leprechaun goes on a violent rampage after his precious bag of gold coins is stolen. He utilizes all sorts of evil magical powers to torture and occasionally kill anyone who gets in the way of his search for the gold. Tori, played by Jennifer Aniston, and her new friends who are also the house painters, try frantically to elude the leprechaun's wrath. They finally learn that the one thing that can kill the little monster is a four-leaf clover. Now, if only they can find one in time. I think that's about the only way I can really summarize the plot. Rob, we really should just dive in and sort of walk through this movie as it occurs piece by piece, don't you think? I agree with you on that one. Uh, Yeah, this is an interesting one, folks. Yeah, interesting is an interesting word. Um, we start right out, I mean, waste no time at all. We get the leprechaun in the first scene. He goes down the little Hansel and Gretel tunnel that looks like it's the back part of the master's cave from the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and he's, he's talking in rhyme. So already, you know what you're in for. Okay. You know, he who steals me gold won't live through the night. You know, I, I had the groaner. I, I groaned. A lot during this film. My wife thought there was something wrong with my stomach. I groaned so many times, and my <laughs> eyes rolled to the point I gave myself a headache. But I will say this. They didn't waste any time putting the creature on the screen and letting us know, you know, he's going to be the thing to watch the whole time. Yeah, and you had the groan going. I had the scratching of my head going, trying to figure out what the hell that was all about. For almost this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there, I, I, I don't know what it was other than if they wanted to set up that he likes to count his gold coins. Now, I don't know anything about Leprechaun lore. Do you, Brian? I, I just know what I read on the back of Lucky Charms boxes <laughs> as I grew up. So uh, my Leprechaun knowledge is lacking. Yeah. The only thing I really know is that uh, if you're lucky enough to get to the end of a rainbow and find a Leprechaun's pot of gold... You are granted, uh, I believe it is three wishes. Uh, now, in here, I believe it is if you get the leprechaun's gold, you get to keep it. But it's clearly not, because he's <laughs> going to come repo it. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that mythos at all. Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. But, so we see drunk Mr. O'Grady roll up in the limo and walk up to this old house and I, I don't know about you, Brian. I had to piece together this conversation he has with this woman on the porch. But what I got is he's supposed to go to Ireland to bury his mother, but he shipped home an urn that his wife thinks is her ashes. And, of course, he breaks it, and it's, of course, full of the bag full of gold coins, which he says he stole from a leprechaun. And then the nice thunder and lightning effects happen in the background. And, I mean, they're the kind that you can do with a good sheet of hard aluminum and some flashlights. Um, but, anyway, neither here nor there. They, I mean, he he had no problem. You must be really secure in your marriage when you can go, I found a leprechaun, honey, and here's the bag of gold coins. I think the fact that he's pissed drunk doesn't hurt either. But uh, you got more out of that conversation than I did. I kept going, what, what's going on here? But I admittedly, loved, I, I loved watched it the twice. Fact, yeah, I love the fact that he he busts open the urn and she's freaking out because she thinks her mom's ashes are piling on. And there's a pot of or a, a bag of gold that he's got. What the heck? And then she buys it. She's like, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. But then you know the the, the limo driver has taken his suitcase inside, and of course 
you hear this voice coming from the suitcase, and I knew immediately the leprechaun is in the suitcase. So, of course, it's the wife's job to do what? To go over and open the suitcase so the leprechaun can get out. And he pushes the old woman down the stairs while he says he's looking for the gold. And he lures O'Grady down there by imitating the wife's voice. Now, I actually like that. I thought it was kind of cool that he could mimic the voice of whatever he killed. Now, I don't know if that's leprechaun lore or if they're just ripping off the Terminator 2 action there or what, but it worked for me. I kind of like that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he could basically take the voice of anything or anyone. I mean, it didn't even have to be someone he killed. It's just because he did the child voice to lure the, the wife in, and then uh, he didn't really lure O'Grady down there with the wife's voice because he was already you know out there offering him tea and whatever else and he O'Grady's the one who says what did you do with my wife and that's when they go downstairs and there she is you know but did you notice the wife uh, was blinking while playing dead <laughs> no I did not she blinks twice <laughs> While playing dead, it's amazing. That's, both that's just a reflex. Problem. Both, yeah, <laughs> from a dead person. Both my wife and I are looking there, going, "Did she just blink?" <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. That yeah. Was well, bad. I like the fact that that O'Grady pulls out a pistol <laughs> and shoots the leprechaun, but he has to reload after two shots. I'm like, something got cut. Yeah. Some effects didn't look good. Either that, or, that's a six shot revolver. Either that, or he just didn't have it loaded fully. Who knows? Maybe he shot the <laughs> we, leprechaun to steal well, his gold in the first place and blew the other four no, rounds. You either, look, you either keep one bullet, no bullets, or six bullets in the gun. Nobody keeps two <laughs> shots in the gun. But there's a lot of gun problems in this movie. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's this is only the beginning of the gun gun issues. But you know, uh, the gun doesn't kill the leprechaun. I think he hit him with it, but it really doesn't it doesn't do anything. You know, he just uh, it just scares him away. But what does stop the leprechaun? The four leaf clover. Yes, the sign of luck. That, uh, I guess leprechauns aren't a sign of luck. But hey, so. The four-leaf clover, the symbol of the leprechaun, is the one thing that could uh, basically immobilize him. It doesn't, uh, I don't think, kill yeah. him. It just immobilizes him. So what's O'Grady do? He puts the leprechaun in a box. And the leprechaun's not fighting this at all. He's just being, he puts him in the box. <laughs> he puts the top on the box. And then he sets the four-leaf clover on top, which I guess basically makes the leprechaun paralyzed and starts nailing the box shut. Goes, pours some gas on the box, about to light a match, and then what happens? He has a freaking heart attack. Yeah, oh no, the leprechaun sets it up, though. He's like, I hope you don't die before you try to set me on fire. And I'm like, is he like going to do, is he going to cause this? And all I can think is, well, I thought he was immobilized, so can he still use his word magic? What are the rules here? Like he said. ten minutes into this thing, and I don't know what the hell's happening. Like he said, his powers get weak when the longer he's away from his gold. So, I don't know, it's really bizarre. But yeah, it is bizarre. I don't think that the the leprechaun per se caused the heart attack, but I don't know. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe it was the you know rot gut whiskey the guy exactly. had been counting all night long. Who knows? <laughs> but he pours gasoline on his own house. Now I guess if you have a bag of gold, you figure, eh, screw the home place. <laughs> but you know, either way, he's going to try to set it ablaze. And he actually—I mean, I thought he's going to have a heart attack and drop the matches down the stairs. Right. He actually gets one lit, and then this mystery wind. 
I'm like, did the leprechaun fart <laughs> or did he breathe or what? What it's, is that? It was just, I mean, it's it's coming from the basement. Okay, Brian, you have a basement in your house. Do you get any random wind from the basement? No, not, well, I mean, in the crawl space there's wind, but you have to go inside to feel it. Yeah, exactly. So it, that wouldn't just blow out your matches <laughs> as you tried to burn your leprechaun up, right? I mean, no. Well, I, I'll whatever. try that, so, yeah. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. Did you think O'Grady was dead? Because I, I thought did. he was dead. I actually wrote yeah, down I, that uh, has a heart attack and dies before he can burn the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't get to the role of film either. Exactly. This, is, this really should have ended here. This should have been a 10-minute Tales from the Crypt, mini-sode, whatever. But uh, anyway, no, we must go forward. <laughs> we flash forward 10 years, and you know it's 10 years because they tell you it's 10 years later. Otherwise, you you really you would just think it's the next morning. Yeah, um, I got no, I got some real changed. problems with this here. Go you know, first it. off, the, the house is stagnant, right, for ten years, and you know this because the house is in disarray. When Tori and her father show up, they they go inside. It's got cobwebs all over. It's dirty. Nothing's been removed from the place. Everything's still there, even old. 10 year old boxes of lucky charms in the cupboards and there are painters and groundskeepers showing up so either they were hired by tori's dad to meet him there at that point which it didn't seem like because they're apparently already working when they arrive or they just have been slacking off pretty good for 10 years i i got that he had hired them I, well, actually, okay. I just figured he had hired them. I'll come to them in a second. I, I had real problems with this whole bit. We're in the Jeep, and I don't know how old Tori is now. I, I mean, I'm guessing she's in college, whatever. She's got money to spend. I don't know. She's spending the summer with Dad in, quote, New Mexico. Nice geography, Jennifer. But anyway, so, and he's like, no, it's North Dakota. And... Anyway, the, you know, apparently she's from L.A. and is repulsed by dad's rustic living. We, we know that because she's dressed, you know, Jennifer Aniston is the only person that gets a costume change in the whole movie. You know, because she's wearing a dress at the beginning of this. And she looks like one of Cordelia Chase's friends, off of, to reference Buffy once again. Uh, actually, she looks like she could have been an extra in the Buffy movie at this point, because she really is from that time period. I expect her to start, to start talking in Valley Girl. But for, the, for whatever reason, I'm glad they didn't do that with her. But anyway, they get there, and this old house is there, and I knew immediately where they were. I didn't have to be set up for it at all. I was like, this is the same house oh, yeah. in the daylight. And, and you know, she's pitching a fit about it or whatever, and, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. And, you know, then all of a sudden, who shows up but a hunky painter boy, Nathan, who's from the country and... Anyway, he he does this whole girls are afraid of spiders, and I don't I don't I didn't know what was going on. I felt like I was in the seventh grade playground again when the jock started talking to the hot girl. I don't know what was happening anymore. I'm 20 minutes into this movie, and I have no idea what in the world's going on. Well, let me give you an idea of where I was when this was, and both myself and the wife are looking at this going, we didn't. I don't know if uh, Tori says it right off the bat that that's her dad, 
But we thought that that was uh, his um, trophy wife or something <laughs> at the beginning because we're like, she looks a little young for him and, and this and that. So I didn't quite catch that at the beginning. But anyway, the hunky uh, Nathan looks like he's a Kevin Bacon wannabe here. I mean, the hair, the look, everything. It's like he wants to be Kevin Bacon, but he's not. It's just, yeah. Uh, un- unreal and of yeah, course I, you know I don't she, know who that guy was yeah she uh, she gets upset with him for saying that girls are just running away from spiders and blah 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 they can't handle it so she's gonna show him by staying it's retarded yeah yeah when the hunky guy challenges your womanhood sure that that is what that is what turns her around but we can't forget who else has shown up with him? His crew, if you will. This smart Alec kid named Alex, who has a slingshot in his hand in the opening time you see him. And I immediately said to myself, we're going to see that again in a prominent role later <laughs> on. And I, and I kept waiting for it. And then the big dumb rube that uh, Ozzy and they're the painters and they're talking about UFOs and magic stuff. So you realize these are guys are going to be the foils for whatever the leprechauns got going on, you know? And what is funny to me, Brian, is that within three minutes of meeting Nathan and two minutes of meeting these other guys, Tori acts like she's known them her whole life. And <laughs> right. I hate that. Oh, it bothers me. Cause my thing is these people at this point, I'm like, these people are going to be killed, so why is she acting so attached to them? You know, I had no idea how it was going to unfold. But I'm, I'm watching this now, and I'm going, this would have been much simpler. It's a simple plot fix. She's going to see Dad, who's lived in this old beat-up place all this time, and she's grown up with her summers around these kids, and now she's coming back after some time away, and she knows them. Like she should have known them. And dad's finally putting some money into the house and fixing it up. I could have bought that. Couldn't you? That'd have been a better story than what we got here. That would work. But Hey, you know, who's to say, maybe if you meet a bunch of strangers and all of a sudden you're both being hunted by a flipping leprechaun, maybe you become good friends with them too. (laughs) Well, no, that that she, but she's friends with them before the leprechaun shows up, but it doesn't take long. I, I think she's more, sexually aroused by Nathan than anything else. So she becomes <laughs> friends with them. Yeah. Cause she, uh, we're not, well, anyway. <laughs> um, so Tori, of course, uh, the next day or whatever, or I guess later that day, she has their one wardrobe change. Nice patchwork jean shorts, <laughs> by the way. Oh my gosh. And the colored Reebok laces. Oh, I remember those. It was like being in seventh grade again, all over. So, She's walking down into the basement, of course, and to give Nathan some tea. And, of course, they she gets scared and they start talking. And that's where he gives them the whole backstory on the weird O'Grady's and the old O'Grady's place and what happens there. And they, they see this crate and the four-leaf clover, which is now, of course, very withered and old, falls off of it. And right before they can open it up, they're interrupted by... A painting accident. <laughs> so they have to go run outside. But you see the leprechaun kind of looking around like, ooh, people, ooh, ooh, I might get out. Yeah. He uh, starts, he's asleep, I guess, for 10 years because that's what a leprechaun does when he can't get out. I, that's kind of odd. Yeah, but he wakes yeah. up and uh, they go outside to check on Ozzy, who I got to say, he's he's a bit off the rocker. I don't know if they're trying to make him out to be uh, a retarded 
person or what? You know what I got off of him? I got he was trying to play Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Could be, yeah. Very badly, but very badly. Yeah. And and you and look, you know, you've seen this guy before. If you've ever seen the, the Michael J. Fox movie Teen Wolf, <laughs> this is Chubb. Yes. Or Chubb, the big the big guy on the basketball team. So you've seen this kid before, but he looks I mean, he's getting bossed around by the little kid, and I want to know who he is to him. Is that his brother? Is that his uh, uh, yeah. legitimate That's son? That's what we were trying to figure out, too, uh, who who Ozzy is for um, Alex, and we couldn't quite get it either. It has to be a relation of some sort. I, they just don't become friends, you know? No, I mean, they live together. They talk about yeah. it. So I'm like, well, who who are these people? But at any rate, we're, we're never told, so we'll never know. But, but yeah, Ozzy's not the brightest crown in the box for sure. So, you know, of course, they all have to go back and investigate the basement because that's what you're supposed to do in these kind of movies, right? <laughs> and nothing is there. There's no reason at all to do it at all well, because nothing happens. Yeah, and, and it's it's dumb. And then Ozzy, of course, has the paint on his face. He goes down to wash himself off, and that's when he hears a voice coming from the crate. Uh, or noises anyway. He goes over to investigate and boom! Out pops the leprechaun and attacks him. <laughs> Just attacks him out of nowhere. And uh, he goes running off to tell everyone about this leprechaun attacking him. And of course nobody believes him because, you know, he's a little off the rocker. So they're just thinking he's making up a story like he does about the magic that he did earlier and, and he'll do throughout this, uh, this movie. Um, they think he just makes things up. So they're just all down there looking around, and they find nothing but a mouse running around. And it's your typical one guy sees the the evil monster, but no one else believes him. Yeah, and then they see the rainbow coming across the sky. How'd you like that for special effects, by the way? <laughs> it's that a was... rainbow. Ooh, I mean, I, I expected Skittles to start talking yeah. guy at this point because, of course, he has to go. It run and I love how the rainbow <laughs> ends on the beat up, rusted truck. Yes, that's I'm fantastic. Like, yes, of course, that is awesome. That's where part of that nine hundred gram went. That is for sure. They find, of course, they find a gold coin, which Ozzy, you know, proceeds to eat because that's what dumb big fat guys do. Which, the, by the way, would kill you. But yeah, and then they find the whole bag, of course, and they're like, don't tell, we're not going to tell nobody about this. We've got to go in town to get it appraised. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the whole so, bag know, thing, that just appears out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, where did this come from again? Because here's my thing. If the leprechaun is looking for his original bag of right. gold, what, did O'Grady stash it somewhere before he died or whatever is it with him still where do, is it in his grave and if the leprechaun just sets it out there for you to take then chases after you then he's just a greedy little bastard exactly. who, who he's is, just having uh, fun he's an indian giver i'm like he's, <laughs> he's like a troll look <laughs> 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 you indian giving little little son of a bitch don't put gold in front of me and well, then want to kill me for it i mean what's up with that that is wrong that's the whole thing that makes absolutely no sense is that if he's looking for the gold how's he going to magically put it somewhere the gold doesn't yeah, have I mean, magical powers of its own does it i mean it can't just go hopping skipping around all at once and go to mom's house and visit it's a pot of freaking gold <laughs> seriously it's so stupid hold on hold on 
Okay. Yeah, if he can do that kind of magic, then why can't he just teleport his own butt back to Ireland <laughs> and let's leave Tori and the romantics alone? Uh, but no, we got we to gotta create sexual tension by painting a house. All I could think was only if Daniel's son in the Karate Kid could have thought of that, he might have been able to hang on to Elizabeth's shoe a little bit longer. Uh, and, 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 I, I and really, who the hell paints a house blue and red? Oh, this oh no. I've seen this. I, the most hideous I've looking house. I, I had a math teacher. No, excuse me. I had a history teacher in eighth grade who painted her house straight up purple. I There's no that. problem with that. That's one color. Yeah. You take blue, up the blue that they had and the red that they had, and, and mix them together to make paint a house? That's hideous. Purple? Okay, it's an awful color, but at least the whole house is purple. Yeah. <laughs> Here they're painting the main house blue and all the trim red. Blue and red. It's horrible. Maybe they're maybe they're patriotic, Brian. I don't know. It's ninety three. It's it's the Clinton era, right? We're all happy. There's no war. I mean, we're all okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I don't, well, it's I, the beginning of the Clinton era. But it, all I can yeah. say is these guys are some of the worst painters I've ever seen. You see how they're painting? Oh yeah, that I mean, house. they can't get anything done. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not it's just terrible. that. But what, it, the strokes are all over the damn place. <laughs> Yeah, these people are terrible. But the best is Tori goes to the truck to, of course, get something, and, and the leprechaun starts rubbing her <laughs> leg. Now, look, okay, I'm Chip Randiston. I can take her leave, but, you know, whatever. Legs are legs, I guess. It's, he's been locked up for 10 years. I don't know. He's, he's playing with magic. You know, I don't know. And she's like, Nathan, stop. And I'm like, you just met this dude, and you're going to let him rub your leg and of course it's not him she gets scratched and dad comes out to i love this too dad comes out to to go it's probably just a raccoon or a possum and she's like i know what it's like when a man caresses my leg <laughs> and he just looks at her and i wrote down one word i was like oh. my favorite part though is that i thought it was nathan he goes you'd let me <laughs> It's like, of yeah. dad. <laughs> I'm an idiot. He's totally oblivious. I'm like, you're as dumb as Ozzy is. I'm like, good grief. So dad, of course, sees something run off into the, the bushes, and he goes down there to reach through the the hollowed out log, and he gets bitten by the leprechaun. Oh. And, and he's freaking out, and there's all this cut, and oh, we got to get dad to the hospital. You know, that's the, we've now created drama and trauma with dad having to go to the hospital. And everybody decides to go. Well, of course. Now, of course. But here's the thing. I just met all of you. Please accompany me in two vehicles to town. So, so you know, why don't you leave the two guys behind to finish painting the house? No. Nah. <laughs> Let's all go. And here's what I love. The, either this house is a million miles or this house is a million miles away from the hospital or they got some mad t change of, of, of day going on here because they leave and it's bright sunny day and they get to the hospital and it's pitch black dark that you know what that is Brian? that's called the locations we got to allow us to shoot in their places wouldn't let us okay. shoot until after they closed at nine so <laughs> we just have to randomly that, you know do that we, we bought this house for forty thousand. that's that's fine but all up here the want. thing is is that uh, it's all, they portray it that it's not that far from where they're at later in the movie. And of course, we see the leprechaun take off after them riding a little kid's tricycle. <laughs> and this, this leprechaun, he, he gets there at the same time as the damn truck. Now, how does now, that happen? Well, 
we're we're already we're already bumping up against problems that I don't, and we just keep repeating them. But I think I think it's worth repeating here. We don't know the rules of the leprechaun. <laughs> he he clearly can manipulate space and time. Well, obviously right, he's got he's, some kick-ass <laughs> leg strength. Yes, he can. Yeah, yeah, look, he can he can pedal yeah. that trike all the way to the hospital at the same speed of a car. But I go back to what I said in the intro too. This is supposed to be a horror comedy, remember? So the comedy is let's let the little person outrun them on the tricycle. Won't that be funny? And that I mean, and that's what they think is funny. That's what they have set up here as funny. But anyway, we get into town, and Nathan and the girl who would allow him to rub his leg <laughs> and her dad are going to the hospital, which looks closed. While Ozzy and the kid go to get the coin appraised. Yeah, so, you know, it's real. I'll have to look up and see how much it is. you mind if I keep it in my safe? So he keeps it in the safe. They're like, yeah, sure. And, of course, he pulls out the magic book of coins because he just has it right there in the sock drawer. And he's trying to find it. And then, then you get the first real attack and kill from the leprechaun. Death by Pogo. Oh, man. What a way to go, huh? But here's the killer. How the hell did the leprechaun get in the damn safe? Yeah, exactly. I, if he can do that, then th- what is his whole deal? I don't understand his deal. And here's another thing. He killed the guy who all he did was appraise the coin. A coin he made appear. If anything, the other one stole it. What are the rules here? Don't touch my Exactly, gold? exactly. Anyone I mean, who touches the coin will die. I mean, God, this is just twisted. So, but you know, the whole thing is there so that the you can have the cute little person kill the big person in the stupid kid way. And then, of course, what does he find in there? But the go kart, the little <laughs> you know, kid cart. Brian, you've got two small boys. I'm sure at some point they they have some vehicle like this. I'm looking at that, going, I remember that. Those things went about three miles an hour. Oh, yeah. But I bet this one's going to be turbocharged. Oh yeah, my favorite, my favorite part of the whole the whole film. He's driving down the street. Well, of course, he fills the, the, the car up with all sorts of goodies like golf club bag and <laughs> all sorts of crap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all the stuff that you would have if you were like going, you know, to play some. <laughs> uh, what's a leprechaun need a golf club bag for is my question. Anyway. I guess he was going to catch nine holes of the gopher. <laughs> but there's no clubs in the bag. Who knows? Anyway, Who knows? he's driving Maybe down the road, yeah. and there's a cop, of course, sitting there having his coffee. And here comes this mini car, which I, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure the leprechaun wasn't speeding here. But the cop decides to go after him anyway. Yeah, I'm like, what? what is your deal? I mean, why are you going after him? Of course, that's intercut with the scene of... Tori at the local diner with Nathan, and I'm like, Dad is held over in the hospital for observation, and Tori goes to the local diner to eat with a guy she just met. Of course, why not? Yeah, sure. Trauma does that to people, I guess. I I guess so, I don't know. But we cut back to the leprechaun, he basically tears the (laughs) face up of the of the cop and then of course they they chase through the woods and I actually made a, a note to myself I'm like might I suggest using your nightstick officer wow. tomorrow live from Eddie Murphy and sure enough he grabs the nightstick and throws it into the darkness at nothing oh <laughs> yeah that be, was only to be killed that was, that by was beautiful by a great neck wrench I will give Warwick Davis something he could do a neck wrench I think he could take out Hornswoggle with it oh I'm sure he could but here's my killer why didn't the cop just go back to his cop car and take off why yeah, did he oh, why run did he into the freaking him? forest? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the traumatic, the traumatic part of seeing a leprechaun is that you now must chase it for whatever reason. Again, they don't tell us any of this. We're just having to fill in the blanks. So we we get back to the to the diner, and Tori is there espousing how she does not kill living things nor eat meat. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. she's very strong about this too. And I thought, okay, they're setting her up to have to kill the leprechaun. <laughs> But no, they just throw it out there. It's just oh, a no. line. You know. They throw it out there and they pay it off because Nathan then grabs her tennis shoe and says, don't kill animals, huh? You're wearing it. <laughs> and I, I yeah, I know. Good. Yeah. It's just yeah, well, hypocrisy I, I, in the, uh, the whole deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was lame. I mean, it's just a well, of course it's lame, but at least they paid it <laughs> off to show, hey, they made a statement. Hey, you may not eat cows, but you're still killing them to wear them on your freaking feet. So the leprechaun, this is amazing. Now, you said before the dramatic shift in night today because they've apparently traveled many miles to get to this hospital. But no, it's just apparently a cut through the woods from where he killed exactly. the deputy. Because he's at the house. He, he makes his way back to the house. And, of course, he starts throwing stuff around and he's searching for the gold. And, you know, I kind of like the joke with the Lucky Charm. <laughs> he gets a mouthful of it. He spits it out. But I'm like... You can't do some magically delicious, and all I could think was probably couldn't get clearance for the line there. It's probably enough just to have the box. Well, and the, the box, <laughs> I don't know. In 1993, I was eating Lucky Charms, and that box you know, didn't have the same uh, leprechaun that the one I had on was. Maybe it was an older one. Like could you said, be. It could be a 1983 uh, Lucky Charms box. Yeah. Who knows? Which which would explain why it probably tastes that way. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but, you know, my only thought was, did Miss O'Grady eat all the marshmallows and just leave the crappy oats? Oh, that poor guy. No wonder he spit it Yeah, no wonder, really. But anyway, then I love this. He goes around and he starts shining shoes. Oh. In the house. Randomly, I must shine the shoes. Because well, he set up earlier that he's a shoemaker. Well, yeah, and, and, and he also paid it off when he, kill, when he killed the uh, shop owner. He, start, he killed him and then cleaned off his shoes and shined them for him. In, yeah, in I mean, start shining the shoes. I'm gonna shine the shoes, and it's like this little little man running around at high speed camera, oh. you know, fast forwarded so he can clean the shoes. Yeah, so right now I wrote down in my notes, you know, um, what what's with the shoe polishing? Is this guy OCD or, or what's the deal here? <laughs> I, I didn't quite get that. I don't know. The camera operator was because it was all over the dang place. You couldn't yeah, see anything. Yeah. Anyway, so, of course, they come back home to see the place is destroyed, but with all the shined shoes. So, the you know, the gang helps Tori clean up the place, which I'm sitting there going like, you know, these are the greatest painters ever. Oh, God. They, you know, they took your dad to the hospital. They don't paint worth the dang, but they'll help you clean up your house and take you out on a date. <laughs> that's you know, that's the mean? best line right there. They don't know how to paint worth the crap, even though that's their profession. <laughs> But they'll clean your yeah. house really good. I can't do all that other stuff. So, but here's my thing. She's like, I'm going to bed. And they're all like, okay, we are too. And I'm like, so the painters are just going to crash? Why not? What's, what's up with that? I mean, was it the 60s now? What's happening? <laughs> so, of course, we get noises outside, which immediately means someone must go outside and check it out. And it's Nathan. And he steps in a bear trap. Now, I was like, this is really gross. That that was the first thing that got really just ugh, icky. And, I mean, they keep that thing on him a bunch. I mean, it's kind of nasty what it does to his leg. Oh, yeah. yeah well, they did a good job with that, too, because if you ever first step in a bear trap you probably don't have a leg but uh oh yeah i mean yeah really and i'm wondering who set the bear trap up because i don't think it was a leprechaun that was probably there before i know i'm like how did that happen but at any rate the the leprechaun uh 
he gets the crap beat out of him to flash. <laughs> well, he comes out and tries to attack Nathan <laughs> yeah. as he's sitting there limp with the with the with the bear trap on his which leg. Is, which is why I think he set the bear trap by the way. Well, it I'm, could be. Yeah, I mean, he would, which again, when did he have time to do this? But whatever. So Alex the kid returns with a shotgun and, and Nathan blasts the leprechaun into the bushes, okay? Then then we get into real problems I have with guns <laughs> in this, this, you know, movie, Brian. Nathan walks up to the bushes and just starts blasting into them and there's nothing there. He wastes his whole set of ammo on nothing. Look, anybody that knows how to use a shotgun would tell you, you got to go see what you're shooting at. You can't just start squeezing rounds off. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, and I was like, he just emptied the gun into nothing. Yeah, it made absolutely no sense because he shot the uh, shot the leprechaun at first, then he just shoots at a barrel that the leprechaun sat next to, and I'm thinking, why are you firing off all your freaking rounds this whole time too? And I must say, before they started shooting the shotgun, that little scene where they're all trying to beat up the leprechaun that was pretty bad. <laughs> No, it was, it was terrible. So and it could poorly done. I mean, it was, it was, oh, it was awful. I'm like, this, this, they had to edit and cut that to pieces. Like, you could tell that looked so bad, they wanted to get it off screen quickly. Yeah. So, of course, then they got to start tending to mangled legs in the kitchen because, you know, they, everybody apparently knows how to do that too. I'm like, Tori knows how to fix your mangled yeah. legs. You know, so, so they start working on all that. Now, I would like to say, Dad got his hand bit. Okay. And it looked pretty bad, but they kept him in the hospital. Okay, Nathan got clipped by a freaking bear trap, and nobody's ready to go back to the hospital yet. Well, like you would just throw him in the car and go. You wouldn't take him inside. Well, course, you got to then you gotta remember that they went and found that the leprechaun wasn't there after he got shot, so they're still worried about the leprechaun. Of course, it takes just as much effort to get into the car as it does the house. They chose the house anyway, but I think what their point was is they were going to try and call for help, and of course the line was dead. And my first thought was, well, why doesn't Tori just go get her, you know, big block cell phone that she has? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, or she could just throw that at him; it might kill him because <laughs> that thing is huge. I mean, that, that was the, that was the biggest cell phone in the world. I remember those. I never had one of those, but I remember those. That was, I mean, this was like the post Zach Morris, but it was the first flip phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, it probably weighed four pounds and would give your ears all sorts of deformity in <laughs> twelve minutes. But anyway, so that, they decide to you know get to town. And they, you know, they can't get the car to start because, of course, the leprechaun has disabled the truck. And we have to set up too that uh, the they have truck problems with this anyway. Yeah. yeah, they have to get out and mess with the distributor cap all the time anyway. Like they have to sort of like jump it off or whatever. So they go out there, and of course, Alex opens up the hood, and the leprechaun's like eating the inside of it. Like, seriously, <laughs> yes, exactly. but whatever. So so he attacks them and bust through the windshield, and Tori burns his nose with a cigarette lighter. Now, okay, hold on a minute. The distributor cap is disabled, which means there's no power going mm-hmm. anywhere. All right. Would that even still work? Of course work not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that That would that would not work. But, that would, that was but Jay, the best part about this whole scene comes up next when the leprechaun runs off with the burned nose into his little barn that he has everything in. He comes out with this homemade go-kart and rams into the <laughs> truck and it flips the thing. It so, flips yeah, the seriously. thing. <laughs> I wrote down in, my, in capital letters in my notes, seriously, we have now... <laughs> I mean, it's like if you're not rubbing, you're not racing. I wrote, <laughs> I mean, I wrote how does that little thing tip a truck? <laughs> There's no way. No, it's it didn't even have leverage on it, but of course that's what happens. And I guess 
and some somebody out there will probably try to explain it. Well, it was the magic behind the leprechaun or whatever. I'm like, baloney. Yeah, exactly. If he had that kind of magic, he'd just go, oh, my gold's with me now. See, ha ha, see you later. And he would he would bail, but he just is supposed to be a little pissed. And so this is, this is all now we have degrading into this. We're going to let this little person attack these people and do ridiculous things to them. Because that's <laughs> all that's happening. So even course, more ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's about to get, it's about to really start like ripping everything off. Cause of course they run back into the house and he gets his hand caught in the door and they chop off the hand because the slamming door chops off his hand. All right. That's one thing. That's one problem. But then the hand crawls <laughs> around and opens the door straight out of evil dead Two, and, and goes back to the leprechaun and he just puts his hand back on. I'm like, this guy is indestructible. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's quite strange, but that doesn't even get me. He's able to put his hand back on, but later he can't regenerate something else. We'll get to that though. Yeah, we'll come we'll come back to that in a minute. But but Tori, of course, tries to use her useless huge cell phone, and the battery dies, of course, because that's what they did that's, back then. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens to cell phones. That's what happens to cell phones always. The sheriff tries to. Of course, they did get part of a call out before the. Oh, she got part of her call out before her battery died, and, and the sheriff tries to radio a deputy, and the deputy's like, yeah, I'll take it in. Of course, we find out that's the deputy that the leprechaun killed, and he's just in person. magically is already back at the truck, or the cop yeah, car. I'm like, how, yeah, how did he drag him back there? Yeah, That and, and, and the fact that he just got his hand chopped off, they just made the phone call on the cell phone, and so he went from the front door all the way through the woods to the cop car and time to take the cops call for help. Hmm. This leprechaun yeah, pretty quick. How did he know quick. that was even going to happen? Yeah, I'm mean, like, how did he even know that was going to happen? Is he clairvoyant now too? He must be. But, yeah, well, I mean, if he was, I mean, he'd know really. where his freaking gold is. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> really. And so, but anyway, Alex finally reveals to Tori where the gold is. It's hidden in a well outside. And Nathan gives Tori the shotgun. And I'm like, Jennifer Aniston is so not Linda Hamilton. She does not need to be walking around with a shotgun. <laughs> she goes outside, and I love this, that the bag of gold is glowing green for unknown reasons. Yes. It hasn't done this at all, but now it is glowing this bright neon green. Maybe it's way. because the leprechaun was nearby, and it glows when he's near the leprechaun. I don't know. That sounds like something straight out of a bad Nintendo game <laughs> in 93, so that's probably the reason. Right? I mean, probably picked up could on be. That it's, and I love it's, how the uh, leprechaun it, just regenerates out of thin air. Yeah, he just, he just appears out of nowhere, which I guess explains how he got across the forest. Yeah, yeah. So, but of course, she gives him back the gold, and he just stops immediately and starts to count. Well, the gold. my favorite is what? sounds like me gold, smells like me gold, looks like me gold, and then he starts counting. <laughs> what the crap? I want, I wanted him to lick. Yeah, it. That was the next like thing. Tastes like me gold. Of course, of course, he's missing one that Ozzy swallowed, and and ninety nine just won't. Of course be. not. You know, he's like Jay Z. I got ninety nine problems, but that gold coin ain't one. Ninety nine percent healthy. <laughs> you know, gotta get to that one hundred. Ninety nine reasons to shut this piece of shit off. <laughs> move on with my life at this point. But but anyway, we, we go back and. The leprechaun attacks the group again, and it's like all this hide-and-seek in the cabinets. You know, they've got the shotgun, and I expect them to just start unloading the shotgun into the cabinets again, because we've already blown the shit out of his bushes. Let's just <laughs> blow this guy's house up. Too. Why not? So, and then he's got to step out of the chimney, of course, because that's what leprechauns do, a little Santa joke. 
and Nathan just blows him away. <laughs> Which is awesome because, you know, he's, he's shot him playing and they're thinking, you know, he, he must be dead. Nope, he gets up and runs away. Like nothing yeah, and happened. They, and they do this whole chasing around the house thing and, oh, God, this goes on forever, too. And then... They, the, the leprechaun starts like on this skateboard going back and forth across a hallway and Nathan wastes ammo <laughs> on the slowest moving target ever. And he's so bad. It's like that he's coming across, you see him for like three seconds, he's gone, and then you shoot. What? <laughs> Look, at, at this point, I've got to stop as, you know, and go, Tori, i got to talk to you, okay? we got to get these losers out of your life, honey. We, we, this man is not going to be any good on any date. He insults you at dinner. He doesn't respect your political beliefs, clearly. And and look, if he takes you to the fair, he's not going to win you the big panda bear. Look, this guy is useless to you, okay? You need he can't to move even paint. On. I know. What, this, guy's got, this guy's going nowhere, Tori. But, of course, you know, that's not what, what movie we're in here or whatever. But uh, she picks up the phone, and I, this uh, this was when I'm like, we've ripped off everything else. We might as well rip off yeah, Freddy Krueger. You gotta. Yeah. Do you need a hand? And that little hand coming straight through the phone like the tongue. Unfortunately, you know, for me, the tongue coming at Nancy in A Nightmare on Elm Street is very frightening. It's really shocking. This I saw coming from a mile away, and it just lo- it looked stupid and it looked lame. And it was stupid and lame. So they accomplished what they wanted, I guess. I know. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Of course, Ozzy figures out everything, and he's the one that reveals to all of us that Old Man O'Grady is not dead, but is indeed alive and is in a rest home. News that would have been good to know <laughs> an hour and a half ago. Exactly. That would have been nice to uh, know. So, of course, they set out for the rest home. And I love how they distract the leprechaun here. They just start chucking shoes out in front okay. of the truck. And, of course, he must stop and go, no, I must pop. Exactly. <laughs> this, this, this shoe fetish he has is unbelievable. And, and, and so they got a box and they're just tossing shoes left and right. And, of course, he, he's looking at him like, oh, crap, I, I, I got to get the shoe. I got to get the shoe. I can't it's, even bother with you. And so he's cleaning the shoes and they that's how they escape. So, of course, they go to visit Old Man O'Grady in the third set that we've been able to pay for here. And the darkest rest home of all time, by the way. I don't know if you've spent any time, Brian, around nursing homes or rest homes for the elderly. But one thing that, one thing they are in the hallways is well lit. Because you got a lot of people that don't have good vision anymore. You don't want them to hurt themselves. No, this place is like a friggin' morgue. It is dark. And I love that, that the that security place. guard at the front desk is sleeping. So, of course, Tori goes to visit, and immediately you see this old man figure type thing sitting in the chair, and it's talking back to her, but it's not talking to her. And I know immediately this is the leprechaun. He is already there. So he he finished polishing those shoes. He knew where they were going, and he, he beat them there. And then he has to chase her down the hall in one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, him wheeling a wheelchair at double speed. Yeah, and once again, if he knew they were going to be at this place, he knows where his flipping gold coin is. Exactly. Uh, this is this is just, it, there's no sense to any of this. It just is one chase to and nothing. Course, and Tori gets... Of course, yeah, she, she goes to get to the elevator. And of course, where else are you going to stash the dead guy you just killed? But... Above the elevator. Duh. Oh, he's not totally dead. This O'Grady guy's one tough <laughs> dude, all right? He's got enough strength left to tell her the four-leaf clover is the way to stop the leprechaun. And then he's, ah. Oh. And she, of course, has no emotional attachment to him. So she's like, eh, okay. And then they decide <laughs> to go back to the farm 
with the leprechaun chasing them in the wheelchair down the freaking uh, highway. Yeah. That was right. awesome. Yeah. So, so there's this glowing patch now on the yard. Which wasn't there before. <laughs> I, 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 we haven't seen yeah. it yet this whole movie, but there it is. There it is. And she's digging for the four-leaf clover. And, 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 and this patch is like six foot by three foot. Just a random yeah, patch of four-leaf clovers in a yard that has no grass. Yeah, it's it's a dirt farm, essentially. There's <laughs> nothing there but but tumbleweeds and badlands, and then all of a sudden, we, we got a, a clover patch. But anyway, the leprechaun attacks. She runs into the woods, finds the dead policeman's car with him in it. The leprechaun attacks, and what does she do? She uses the nightstick. She pokes out the leprechaun's eye with the officer's nightstick, and then we degrade into just complete absurd <laughs> grossness for grossness sake. The leprechaun rips the eyeball out of the policeman like oh this is great and shoves it in his own eye and now he's got two different colored eyes and uh like we said the hand can regenerate but the eyeball can't yeah that see that's why that that's why it bothers me i'm like you only did that because oh we poked out the eye well i'm gonna grab the eye and it's gonna be gross and i'm gonna get in that stupid line of eye for an eye me there you know and he throws it and it's just ridiculous it, oh it looked and it looked terrible too it was, oh it's a lame effect you and i could do that with some caro syrup and a gumball <laughs> i mean and that's probably what it was when it was all said and done but Anyway, really gross, really gross scene. Of course, Nathan shows up and blasts the leprechaun again because we've only shot the little fucker twenty times and then killed and him. It yet. Do, Let's yeah. try it one it more time. It doesn't do a thing. So yeah. I guess it temporarily uh, sets him back enough for them to run. I don't know, but <laughs> what's the point of the shotgun? It does nothing. Try something else. Exactly. Let's let's light him on fire because apparently that's a problem yeah. for him because he didn't like that. But we hadn't thought of that yet. So everybody's searching for a four leaf clover. Alex sets this bear trap for the leprechaun who is watching all of this go down from above. So he has actually teleported back to the <laughs> top of the barn. Exactly. And sitting in the top row of the barn <laughs> watching the kid put the bear trap on while the other people are sitting there looking for the clovers, you know, humdrum. And, and it, yeah, and then Tori, of course, is like, oh, this is stupid. We're never going to find it. And Ozzy, the dummy, has to give her the pep talk. You just got to believe it'll be all right. <laughs> And and I'm sitting there like, Forrest, you just got to believe. I uh, mean, that, that's all I can think of. And then, of course, magically, the, the four-leaf clover appears, and it glows and everything. Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> if all you had to do was say, I need a four-leaf clover, and it pop up, that would have been, again, useful information or, an hour Just look ago. for the glowing clover in the patch. Just find yeah, it in the clothes. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, it's not like this patch was hard to find because it is the only thing glowing in the dead yard. Maybe the golden thing would be easy to stick out of the green. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But Ozzy saves Alex, of course, by letting by telling the leprechaun that he swallowed the last gold corn and he runs off. And of course, the leprechaun starts cutting Ozzy up because you know he's not just content to get the gold coin back. He's got to cut him. Oh, up of course, too, you know. So he starts just swatting at him. And Alex grabs that four-leaf clover, and I, I mean, I knew it when he reached to his back pocket. I'm like, here comes that damn <laughs> shot. Here we go. And he wads it up into a thing of gum, shoots it in the leprechaun's mouth, and in what has to be the worst groaning line of this groan-worthy movie, F you, Lucky Charms. And, of course, he shoots him right in the mouth, and the leprechaun begins to melt into goo. And glow. Here's our $9,000 budget, yeah. or $900,000 budget right here. The leprechaun glows. 
Yeah, and his carcass falls <laughs> over into the old well, which conveniently I'm like, oh, there's the setup for the sequel. Oh. And, I mean, and he, there he is. And his, what his corpse tries to climb out. Of course, it's all grotesque and everything. But Nathan knocks him back down in the well. And finally, finally, we get somebody who can do something with some gasoline. Because <laughs> random gasoline is just laying around this farm. He pours it down there, throws a match, which blows it up. And I'm like, the rocks on the well are on fire. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like burning. They're not burning just from the outside like where gas well, would have hit them. They're burning from within. you got to remember, they're, they're made probably of, made of styrofoam. Exactly. How cheap. So the cops finally show up at daybreak. And I'm like, good luck explaining all that shit. Where where were you this whole night, guys? Come on. Yeah. Everybody's going to jail for the dead deputy. We all know this now. You know, and dad, by the way, is gone. Whoever played dad, oh no, the actor that played daddy, they must have had him for 30 minutes. I'm sure I'm sure he demanded more money. Sure, sure, but but it's not over. Cut of course, out we of get the, the leprechauns. Yeah, we get the leprechauns' voice saying he won't rest until he finds his gold. And oh, we got to end it on the ground. Okay. I'm going to stay in the well till I find me some magic and raise me some hell. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. And, but here's the in killer. Credit. So in this whole movie, you've got four total deaths. You've got O'Grady's wife who dies right away. You got the store owner, you got the cop, and what I assume is O'Grady himself, who's pretty much dead when he tells uh, Tori about the four-leaf clover anyway. So I assume he dies. None of the main characters actually die in this film. Is that a first for a horror movie? It's not the first, Brian. I've seen that kind of thing before, but I'll tell you, it's the wrong four people dying in this yeah. movie. It, it, it totally no was. And, and I do, I did feel like that was cheap. I'm like, one of these people could have gone, because you've got at least, at Can least get some emotional three investment. of them are throw, well, at least three of them are throwaway oh, characters. Yeah. If you want to let the girl live, that's fine. Or you want to let the little kid and the girl live, that's cool. But, but Ozzy and Nathan needed to go. I agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And that, it, it it could it could have worked so much better, but again, I don't know what would have made this work any better. This this movie sucks. <laughs> and there's only one way to say it. I mean, we're at the part of the podcast, Brian, where we talk about recommendations and give a popcorn rating for this. So, as if it's going to be a big surprise, what is your popcorn <laughs> rating for Leprechaun? This is a definite small popcorn here, folks. It is hideous but i'll tell you this it's good for a laugh because of all the plot holes and the stupidity in this film and jennifer anderson's is smoking hot so i mean staring at her the whole time is not a bad thing but again it's weak it's stupid there's so many plot holes in this movie it makes no sense and i I, I still don't get what the point of this whole movie was so it's a small pop. Uh, you know, Brian, you've heard of the term so bad it's good. Yes. Well, this is so bad it's horrible. Right? <laughs> if they had at least, I mean, one title card to set up some rules, I might have gone with it, even with all the stupidity. I mean, granted, I had pretty low expectations going in, okay? But as it is, no. It, this doesn't work on any level at all. So I, it, this is a small, burnt piece of <laughs> Terrible popcorn that a college freshman puts in the microwave and turns into a brick. All right, that, that's what this one is. But I'll say this. There there are six of these films in this oh, series, God. okay? Most of them direct-to-video. And I have never seen any of the sequels to this, all right? 
and I'm I'm curious enough that I I kind of want to go back and visit some of them because some of them just set up to be so bad they're good. Like one of them, the leprechaun's in space and he kills somebody <laughs> with a lightsaber. I gotta see that. Okay, <laughs> one of them is the whole setup. He's trying to get married on a and so he kills a bunch of I don't know. It's it's all this random slaughter for no reason. I'm kind of curious to maybe look at this series. And check out a couple of the the sequels. Oh, but, Jay, hey, because uh, we will, we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sadly, I think we're gonna have to spend some more time with the Leprechaun here. But uh, but I wanted to say this though. I, I'll say this, folks. Don't you don't need this one at all because from what I've been able to read, I'm, I'm gonna go out they don't exactly and say you probably don't need any of them at all. <laughs> well, no, but I, I'm saying you, I don't think you need it to segue to the yeah. next one. Okay, I don't think there's anything here to hold on to because again, they didn't set up anything to stay anyway. They didn't play with their own rules, and that does kind of bother me. That, it does take me off, but it is what it is. So there you get it, folks. It's two small popcorns <laughs> for me and Brian. Look, we thank you for joining us here on Film Strip. Check out our website, continuousplaypodcast.com, and you can search our archives for other reviews and also be on the lookout for our bi-weekly general movie discussion podcast called Film Strip Sessions. And, of course, you can also check out Brian and me over at The Art of Slaying, which is our Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. So we've got a lot of fun movies playing for the rest of the year. We're not going to do just horror, I can promise you. We've got some action, we've got some romance, we've got some animation coming. It's a lot of cool stuff in the near future. So, folks, we really appreciate your support, and stay tuned for next time. And until then, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in to Filmstrip on Continuous Plot.